0: Is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Hey Chris, I'm doing pretty good. Getting ready to uh, get out with my husband to help him sell some leather goods this weekend. My husband has started a company called Oklasota Leather. And he does custom leather work. Handmade leather bags and holsters and fishing kits and all kinds of stuff. As he likes to say, he straps stuff to apes. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny uh we're gonna so... we're gonna be out in Bowie, texas for their trade days this weekend and uh trying to trying to sell some leather goods ahead of christmas
1: Bowie or bowie
0: buoy like the buoy knife
1: uh apparently there's some folks that disagree with you i'm not going to name names but um a lot of people actually say bowie knife so well uh,
0: it's it's definitely pronounced Bowie in Bowie, texas so i don't i don't know how they pronounce it elsewhere but they definitely call it Bowie.
1: <laughs> well if you're trying to google maps uh just use the phonetic pronunciation, Bowie. It's much easier. So anywho, um, I'm probably gonna do some design work this weekend. Uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by the amount of business I'm getting in what is commonly known as the off season uh, in politics. So um, working in different states, um, And by the way, on that note, if you guys need any um, business cards, wedding invitations, mail, custom holiday cards, uh, anything of that nature, hit me up. Chris, K-R-I-S, at Masterman, M-A-S-T-E-R-M-A-N dot U-S.
0: Chris at Masterman dot U-S, K-R-I-S. Uh, yep. Yeah, he does great design work, folks. So if you need need some holiday cards or anything, definitely hit him up.
1: Yeah, and I'm thinking of buying one of the uh leather goods you guys are selling. I'm interested in the knife sheath. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're, uh, you know, Shane can even take some measurements of your knife and, and do something custom if you want something specific to your knife.
1: Awesome. <clears throat> well, anyhow, we should probably get to the news. Uh,
0: tons of it going on.
1: Obviously. Is, uh, you Thurs- want to start. Look-
0: Thursday, December 8th, and this week we had uh, Raphael Warnock, was reelected to the U.S. Senate in Georgia, defeating uh, Trumpist Herschel Walker. Um, so another another Trump candidate has uh, has lost. Um, and uh, and then today this morning, the big news: uh, the White House secured a trade to uh, get Brittany Griner released from a uh, Russian gulag. So she will not be spending the next nine years in a terrible prison camp and will get to come home. She is apparently on a plane on her way to the U S as we speak.
1: Well, that I think it's a, it's a really good prisoner exchange. You know, obviously you don't ever get everything you want with diplomacy. Um, it's the nature of it. You know, um, we wanted two prisoners, we only got one. Um, But I think it's important to note that the just super intricate uh, deliberations that go on during that process are beyond what even I can imagine. I mean, um, Brittany, you and I have both sort of brokered deals and levels.
0: Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty there in the middle of Chris trying to talk about the complexities of these negotiations. Um, uh... These
1: things do happen. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. So when you're talking about diplomacy and, you know, you have a hard opinion on it, I would just say, know that there is so much that we can't see you know, if I have to hear one more person bitch about Hillary's emails, I swear to God. Because um, seriously, yeah, why was she using a personal email system? Because I fully believe that she was. Well, um, I mean, I think because,
0: that, that's an established fact that she was.
1: Yeah. Uh, was she making calls personal, with her personal cell phone, not the security cell phone? Yeah. Because, like, if if you need to call Benjamin Netanyahu, like, and prevent nuclear war from breaking out, um, let's go ahead and forego the formalities. Like, hey, Benny, uh, I'm in the air, I'm on my way, let's settle this down, we can talk our way through this.
0: Yeah, because using the official channels, like, there's a whole process with that, and that stuff has to get set up in advance and it's a whole big deal. So if there's, if there's stuff where time is of the essence, you just, you cannot only depend on your official government channels.
1: Yeah. Like those emails that go through the government channels take like 24 hours. By that point, we're in world war nine. Um, so yeah, secretaries of state, uh,
0: yeah, have to the, do. the previous ones had used, <laughs> like Colin Powell used a private server. Um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon that they do some of their work off of the official channels.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, when I worked at the Democratic Party, I still had my own email address. And sometimes, Brittany, just sometimes... I would use my personal email address to email you. Oh my gosh, the scandal. <laughs> you are running for office.
0: Yes, um, scandalous. And, <laughs> yes.
1: And instead of using my landline at the office, I would use my cell phone to call you.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So anyhow, um, we've got a lot going on in Oklahoma. Um, request deadline is this friday so we'll we'll know soon uh how many bills have been filed some of them have become public because uh the actual authors um or the sponsors rather wish to uh share them so if you release a a press release about your legislation uh then everybody gets to know, because you let them know. Um, And uh, there's one particular uh, house bill that comes to mind. Brittany, can you read my mind over the internet and guess what house bill I am thinking of?
0: I am going to guess you're talking about the... A bill that was presented by Republican Representative Jim Olson, which seeks to bar transgender uh, gender-affirming health care for anyone under the age of 21. So, so let's let's hear let's be real. This is now talking not just about keeping children from getting the health care they need. This is now squarely going after adults as well. Um, by putting the age at 21 now uh, oddly enough this same representative uh, wants to lower the age to carry a gun from 21 to 18 so somehow he thinks 18 year olds are old enough to decide to walk around with a gun on their hip but not old enough to consult with their doctors and get the health care they need <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, in future episodes, the amount of hypocrisy we're going to be talking about is going to be astounding. Um, the actual full bill filing deadline does not transpire until January. So we're really not going to know what the scope of things are until then. But, uh, you know, Yeah, I
0: I would anticipate that being one of, like, 20 bills attacking trans people this year, since that has become the cause du jour of the far right.
1: Yeah, I I really um, am disappointed because, you know, if if these guys could just get in there and uh, get a budget passed... Like, put that up front.
0: Yeah, almost like if you believe in limited government, why are you proposing a bunch of new government rules (laughs) like to control people's lives? Uh,
1: exactly. I mean, and obviously, first and foremost, this is uh, just a human rights issue. Um, but secondarily a deep secondarily like way down the like yeah like a way behind second is this is not the the legislature if they came in and ate their vegetables first aka the budget I actually like vegetables but whatever um yeah you can't have your dessert with your shitty policies until you've gotten your real work done um I was working on some uh legal documents. I I am not a lawyer, um, but Britney will tell you you can work on your own stuff if you want. Um so I was writing an operating agreement and I also had some design work to do. Now I really enjoy my design work, but what did I do first? I poured through this lengthy document. That Britney actually wrote, and I just mocked up to match my current needs. And uh, when did you write that?
0: Uh, that Oh, at least a decade ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So I wish the legislature would follow that same work ethic. (laughs) Like, um, like Uh, how how quaint,
0: Chris? The uh, legislature (laughs) doing their real job first. When they could be politically grandstanding on social issues? Ha.
1: I know. Uh, You know, just knocking budget negotiations out. And they could get themselves out of there early, uh, call some interim studies, and then get per diem for going back. Come on, it's a great scam. But uh, no, they've got to go till the bitter end.
0: now, so let's come out swinging on the social issues, y'all. We got to show so, how how we're how steeped in the right wing media culture we are. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, uh, so, um session predictions. I think you're correct. Uh, we're going to see see more batshit crazy stuff uh, come out of the woodwork. Um, you know, the question is how much. And you know who who's it going to come from, and just um, there's a whole lot of questions there, but uh, well, this is where I, I have... do
0: have a message for our Republican listeners who are sane Republicans who actually believe in limited government and personal freedom. We need your help the most out there, you know it's one thing for for people who are clearly Democrats to write their Republican legislators, asking them to back off of these social issues. But if they start hearing from their Republican constituents saying, hey, I'm a fellow Republican and I want you to focus on keeping my taxes low and keep the budget done quickly and stop grandstanding on social issues, that's going to have more impact than anything any Democrat could ever do.
1: If you're a Republican, um, call your senator and your House member, your representative. Um, Don't bother mass messaging everybody. Nobody cares unless you're their constituent. Secondarily, if you want to run for House, Senate, uh, county commissioner, court clerk, uh, any office, and you're a reasonable Republican, please get in touch with me. Um, I've already given out my email address earlier. So if you've listened this far in, please, please, please get in contact with me. We need reasonable Republicans. Um, I work with a very reasonable Republican, Representative John Talley, um, and uh, it, it, he's, he's excellent. Like, uh, when the whole, um, quote-unquote, constitutional carry, unlicensed carry, however you want to put it, um, came to the floor, it, it, it was difficult in his campaign to dance around the issue, so we didn't. Um, we did this weird thing that people don't really consider in vogue anymore. We addressed it directly.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yes, he's a gun instructor. He believes in the Second Amendment. But he also thinks that maybe if you're going to have a gun, just like if you're going to have a car, you should maybe go through a little bit of training.
0: Maybe a licensing, you know, just to, <laughs> just to make sure maybe, you know, some safety protocols and kind of know what you're doing before you're just walking around out there with a deadly weapon strapped to you. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I kind of have a gun. It's an air rifle. Will you <laughs> count that, Brittany?
0: It's, it's a gun. It's not a firearm. It's an air <laughs> arm. <laughs> but you can uh, kill squirrels with it.
1: Yeah, I killed a possum with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for anybody that's like Like in the possum, save the possum society or anything. Um, But they're a menace. Uh, Little chupa chupa coppers, tear up your garden. Uh, I stand by my decisions to... And I don't shoot squirrels. They just eat the nuts. They're a little annoying. But possums...
0: uh -uh. Um, I just used squirrel as an example of small game that you could you know, take out with an air rifle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. So... um,
0: A good one, anyway.
1: (laughs) The point is, reasonable Republicans definitely do call your uh, house rep.
0: We need you. Your state um, needs you, because it's not good for business for Oklahoma to become known as a state that's killing off its public education system and engaged in anti-gay and anti-trans legislation every session. No big new businesses are going to want to move here if that's what we're known for. So, so we need well, sane Republicans. We need sane Democrats. Centrists.
1: Uh, and, and that's what this show is about, is centrists. Um, you know, I'm a Republican... I lean to the right. I do have some conservative concerns. I think the state should actually spend more money in tax uh, People in way higher income brackets than I am more, but I also uh, don't have to like to deal with the, you know, IRS yeah. being a small business owner. And it, it's,
0: there's some red tape that's unnecessary in some businesses and industries. And like, yeah, we can go after that. There are reasonable discussions to be had.
1: Absolutely, there are. And that kind of brings up an interesting issue. I don't know if the Supreme Court has come down on this yet, but you brought to my attention uh, an interesting case because we were talking about, um, you know, what's happening in the queer community and, you know, uh you kind of spoke out on twitter and you you want to talk about the supreme court case i think that i've given enough code to refer to
0: uh the one this week about the independent legislature theory
1: um well sure let's go with that
0: oh okay which one were you talking about
1: I I thought that there was one that was kind of a repeat of the...
0: uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to that. That's actually a very interesting one. So the 303 Creative case, another Colorado case, um, where in this case a woman who runs a website design company, her goal was to create a web design company that uh, that does websites for... Uh, Christian weddings, and specifically straight Christian weddings, um, because she's a Christian and that's where she wants to focus her efforts, um, and she preemptively sued the Co- Colorado Human Rights Commission um, rather than waiting for somebody to, to make a complaint against her and wanted to sue for the right to, to be able to engage in her creative business Um, Without fear that she would be running afoul of Colorado human rights law, which requires businesses to serve everybody, uh, regardless of their gender or sexual orientation or race and all that. Um, And in this case, you know, this is there's more to it than just who she's trying to serve. If if she were a public accommodation like a restaurant or you know, something like that that's just open to the public and everybody gets served Mm -hmm. the same thing. I think it would be an easy call to say that she would have to serve everybody. But she's engaged in a creative business where she has to use her creative skills to create speech. Um, And so her First Amendment rights are also involved here. And so for me at least I do believe that she should have the first amendment right to decide not to do website designs for gay marriages that she disagrees with because I don't believe the state should be able to compel a creative person or an artist to create messages they don't agree with. And so that's kind of where the, the line is for me. Um, now, if she was just offering templates, you know here's a web template, and you fill it all out yourself, then I think that would have to be you know she'd have to allow those templates to be used by anybody, but she's specifically wanting to do her own design work and and work with couples and so in that in that case, I think you know we do have to be concerned about her First Amendment rights as a creative.
1: Well, and and I think that that's exactly the point. Um, You uh, had a private practice for a while, quite a while. Um, I've been a consultant forever now. Um, If I don't want to serve you, I don't even have to come up with a reason. If somebody comes up to me, I mean, I had the potential to run a treasurer race. I was like, "No, I'm not running that." Uh, you know, I, I don't. The, I don't
0: believe in your alt right message. I don't want to promote it. <laughs>
1: like... uh, um, and so I, I'm going to quit naming names so that I don't get myself in trouble. But the point is, I mean, have you ever turned down a client because you're just like, "No, you're." A crazy person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, not I don't have to take clients I don't want to. Um, And there's times where I've taken clients who you know, I fundamentally disagree with their behavior and don't like what they did, but I've gone ahead and represented them because they still have a legal right to representation and to to due process and to be treated fairly and equally in the justice system Um, but I've also turned clients down who whose causes I didn't fully agree with and didn't necessarily want to pursue. Um, and I and and
1: the point is that was your right to make that call. Um, and now if if just like the same thing, if you had a template, or if if I was, I don't know, at the same show you're going to in Bowie, Texas. Uh then and I had some artwork that was generic that I was selling. Yeah. I mean you couldn't walk well, up to me It's with... like
0: my husband said, um, you know, if somebody came up to him and wanted him to make, you know, a we love Trump holster, he would turn that person down. Um but if that person just wants to buy one of his holsters off the shelf you know, then he'd be all right with that. So, so um, he uh, just doesn't uh, want to uh, create messages he doesn't agree with.
1: So, yeah. So if somebody walks up to you at the um, event in uh, Bowie, um, you, you know, even if they're wearing a MAGA hat, you're, you're going to let him buy stuff, right? Absolutely. Because it's not custom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, and I think that's the message here, folks, that we've like beaten this horse way to death. Um,
0: and and I we... know I'm going to take some heat from some of my fellow progressives who want to say it's all discrimination and the right to be a bigot and whatever. Well, yeah, you, you know, I do think that there are, is a carve out here for people engaged in something where they're using their artistic skills because they have a right to free speech as well. And when, and having the government be able to punish them for not wanting to create speech that they disagree with, to me, is fundamentally un-American. And so I think if the court goes the way I think they are, then I think that will be the narrow carve-out. That like businesses that are engaged in just selling goods to the public you still are bound by anti-discrimination laws, but where you're specifically asked to put your own speech into it and your own expression into it, well, then that's where you have a right to not be compelled to do so.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, you get into real dangerous territory of... um, Like, you know, I, I, I cannot... Be compelled to—I don't know—make a anti-trans, pro-Nazi uh, male piece.
0: Exactly. I don't care
1: how much money they throw at me.
0: Exactly. Um, you you're gonna you're gonna use your First Amendment rights to say no. I don't want to create that. So yeah, that that's so, where it, I stand on that. I think that's a pretty moderate centrist position. Um, I do too. And you know I. I, I also, you know, I remember back when I was helping to advocate for gay marriage, I told my religious relatives, like, no one's trying to force your religion to accept gay marriages. We're just trying to get the government to accept it. That the government has to treat people equally based on um, their sex and that gay, gay and lesbian and trans people should be able to marry the person they love without fear that that's going to be invalidated by the government and i think when we start getting into territory where we're now trying to force those religious people to then support something they disagree with i just have real issues with that um and i think i think that you know we need to be careful about how we pursue those things
1: absolutely Uh, We've got to be running out of time What with the technical issues.
0: Uh, We've got about five minutes left here, so... uh, Okay. I I did want to get to, before we run out of time here, um, one of our listeners wanted to know what we think are the top swing districts in Oklahoma for the next election that maybe Democrats could possibly... Uh, flip from red to blue. Um, the, the question asked for ten i I narrowed it to five. I don't know if there are ten strong districts. Um, so I just they're all all of these districts are kind of urban suburban districts that are getting more diverse. Um, I think h d sixty two in the Lawton area is one where we didn't have a dem candidate in 2022 but i think could be competitive
1: and the the black vote there is really important and as we saw in georgia you know
0: um hd 96 up in the edmond area where we did not have a democratic candidate in 2022 but was a key area of support for kendra horn when she flipped the fifth congressional district in 2018 Um, Another one, HD54 in South OKC and more, that's becoming more diverse, another urban-suburban district, another one where we just had no candidate in 2022, and finally, um, HD, or two more, HD83, The Village, Northwest Oklahoma City. Uh, Democrat Greg Clyde lost by just 600 votes there um, with, with both candidates getting just over 7,000 votes. So um, that one definitely could be close. Um, and then another one we had no candidate in, HD 75 in East Tulsa, Broken Arrow area. Um, so the biggest problem really is candidate recruitment um some of that falls on the state party and some of that just falls on democratic people in general like don't wait for the party to come looking for you you've gotta you gotta go out there and just get it get it
1: (laughs) um and then uh sd47 we we, because i think we also need to look at this in terms of open seats And so the pro tem is expiring in two years. He's term limited. Um, That would be Senator Greg treat. So that's one of those districts where I don't think a Democrat might be able to take it. I'm I'm kind of looking at the numbers on the district, but um, I think that a very reasonable Republican can. And you were talking about recruitment I am trying to recruit. If anybody that is listening to this program knows anybody that has any aspiration, that's not an insane person, um, that wants to, uh, um, run for office has mentioned running for office. Um, it is difficult for us to find candidates. So, um, those flippable seats that Brittany researched, um, the, the only way that we can do that is if people step up and enlist.
0: Yeah, um, don't don't wait for somebody from one of the state parties to reach out to you. They're probably not gonna. You know, <laughs> it, it's gonna be on, on all of us, um, so... It's time for the people to step up, and if you want good representation, you or somebody you know needs to jump in and and be that representation.
1: And hire me. Hire a professional consultant um, wherever you are. uh, Whoever is listening, hire a professional consultant.
0: Yes, because Um, it is not easy to, to do all of it yourself. And it's very rarely successful
1: <laughs> it's kind of like doing pro se as a uh, an illegal case.
0: yep, sometimes yeah. you can do it, but it's generally not advisable
1: exactly so. so uh now we've got to be starting to wrap up here. so um, Brittany, best of luck um, hey and don't the...
0: don't forget everybody. we uh, would love for you to sign up patreon.com slash OK Outcasts uh, for five dollars a month. You can ensure we can keep doing this for you and keep bringing you good content to talk Oklahoma politics.
1: Absolutely. It would nice it'd be nice to really make this uh, <laughs> uh, a deal we can keep going with. So with that, Brittany, um, have a good rest of your day and. And. Uh, I guess we'll close it out here.
0: Adios, y'all.